Hi, I'm Carolina. And I'm Amanda. And we both own Booty Yoga in La Jolla, California, and this is our fifth podcast. And today we're sitting down with two of our friends, Lita and Jessica, who also own boutique fitness studios in downtown La Jolla. And we are all just discussing how business has been over the last few years and talking about the best ways our students, community, and ourselves as owners can um, support these businesses and keep them thriving. All right. So we're going to welcome them on in a second. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Booty Babble, our podcast. I'm Carolina. I'm Amanda. And today's podcast, we have two guests. We're going to be talking about boutique fitness studios and how you can support them. So Lita owns Edge Cycle in downtown La Jolla, and Jessica owns Pilates Plus also in downtown La Jolla. So we're all female business owners, and we all own places in the same little neighborhood in um, La Jolla, California, which is part of San Diego. So Jess, let's start with you. Just tell us about your place, how long you've had it, and all that good stuff. Okay. I've had Pilates Plus since 2009, so 14 years. Wow, um, good job. Thanks. We've grown. We were next door in the space for the first like five years, and then we moved two spaces down to like a much larger space. We're in about 2,500 square feet. We now have 14 machines and a private's room. And yeah, so we used to have eight machines and then we expanded into adding spin at one point, got rid of that. Didn't, wasn't my thing. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, so we just added more machines. So we have 14 now. Awesome. Yeah. And do you own it by yourself? Do you have a partner or anything like that? Or it's, yep. it's own it by myself. Legree itself is a, it's an affiliation. So some people think it's a franchise. It's, it's not a franchise. Um, Legree is just the workout. Um, done on specialty machines called megaformers. So they're kind of like beefed up reformers of the traditional Pilates world. Uh, and then um, I was the first to open a Legree studio in San Diego, so 14 years ago. So I want to say now there's probably six in San Diego, but at the time when I opened, there were like 10 in LA and maybe two out of state. So I was one of the first to to open. So. Well, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Super cool. Yeah. That's a long time too. Congratulations <laughs> on making it that long. Thank you. Lita, can you tell us a little bit about your place? Yeah. So we actually started in 2018 in East Village, just about, about a year and some change right before the pandemic hit. Um, we then sort of relocated our bikes into East Lake temporarily as we sort of pivoted to decide what else we were going to do from there. Um, we are now in La Jolla. We're hitting our year mark actually um, in a week. So we'll be in La Jolla for a year now. We're still in East Lake. We're actually looking to continue expanding that location. And yeah, we're, we're kind of new in the neighborhood. We're the new kids on the block. <laughs> Well, we needed a spin studio. I feel like we don't have one, right? 
I know. Right. So Spark left during the pandemic. Um, she's doing amazing in Liberty Station. And so that space sat vacant for about two years until we decided to give it a shot and see if we could make it something. Nice. Yeah. And then we have booty yoga and we've had booty yoga for nine years now. I think this is going into our ninth year. Wow. We've me and Amanda have been teaching uh, yoga in La Jolla for over 15 years. We were at other studios before that. And yeah, we've just been, we added our workout flow lift in 2016. And we've just been plugging away. <laughs> Trucking. Yeah. Um, so our first question for you guys is what do you love about owning your studio? Jessica? I'll start. Yeah. I love the freedom it provides me as a business owner and the flexibility for not sitting at a desk nine to five. I love interacting with the clients. I think wellness industry in general, clients are just pretty awesome. So it's fun being able to engage and work with them. I've had such good luck with instructors as well. So for the most part, they are always wonderful as well. I think anyone wanting to teach and train and like help people, you know, with, with overall wellness, you know, is, is huge. So I, I just love that. And it's brought on so many things over the years, challenges and, you know, feats that it have been challenging, like market things that you don't know necessarily that you have to learn to know, you know, and get to. So it's fun. It's like constantly learning. So it's fun. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Lee? So we're newer, obviously, to this community, but I love the new friendships that I've made. I'm actually new to San Diego, fairly new. I've only been here for about five years. I've made a lot of friends, like Jess mentioned, just through the instructors are all amazing. And I think they're all inspiring and very talented. Um, I love the fact that we have been able to bring a studio, a spin studio to La Jolla. I think it was definitely needed. We're a small community in the village. And so we don't have too many options. And so I think bringing that to the community uh, felt really good on my end. I also love spin myself. So having something down the street was amazing. Um, But yeah, I love the freedom, the flexibility, and mostly the creativity. I think with any fitness studio, sometimes more specifically even spin, you can really do some fun things and think outside the box. Um, And that's been a really fun part for me, as well as just all the outreach and partnerships with other local studios. And it's just been really fun. It's been really inspiring watching other studios as well and learning from them. Nice. What about you, Amanda? (laughs) I definitely agree on the the freedom part. Like I do love owning my own business. I am very, I am very happy. I have a partner that makes it a lot easier and more fun just to have like a creative partner. I feel like that's, I mean, of course we've got to run the business part together, but I feel like most of what Carolina and I do together when we're working together is like the creative part and just coming up with this new ways to 
keep on going. Of course, I love teaching and I love that we can kind of teach on our own terms, you know, like for example, play whatever music we want in our flow lift classes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just having that freedom. And I do love being a part of a, like a community, like contributing to the landscape of La Jolla, like making it just a little bit more fun and having a spot where all these people can come and work out together. Like I'm kind of done going out at night. So this is my social life pretty much. (laughs) So yeah, I love it. And I'm really thankful that we get to do this. What about you boss? I think for me, the most important thing is like having a place to go because you know, we made it our own and I love how it looks in there. I love that there's no mirrors and I love our little patio with the plants. And I love the people that come in and like Lita said, I've made so many friendships at booty yoga. Like almost every single one of my friends has, has come from classes. Like they come to the studio and, you know, we become friends and we hang out and stuff. So that's definitely my favorite and having that outlet of going somewhere to like get my workout and get my stretch on. Like it's just everything. So that's definitely my favorite thing about it. Now, now we get to talk about the challenges. Like what don't we not necessarily like, but what's like the hardest part about the job? Who wants to go first? (laughs) Like your biggest challenge, I guess. Uh, Um, I can start the newest. Yeah. Um, for us so far, the biggest challenge has been spreading the word and filling the seats to, you know, the standard that we think it should be per class. You know, I think the village is a very, very small community and it's your population is already tiny. And then, you know, sometimes with spin, it's a little bit more, you know, women only that like to do it or men think it's weird to go to a spin class. And so it kind of cuts us even further down in half. And then, you know, class pass has been a bit challenging for us because we noticed that, you know, in La Jolla versus our Eastlake location, class pass is extremely heavy in La Jolla versus Eastlake. We have, I would say 95% community writers that are our community. They are purchasing memberships through us, writing through us. And so I think our biggest struggle has been that battle between really just forming our own community within our own studio and not really uh, leaning on class pass so much. True. I would say the biggest challenge, you know, I, I would say the biggest challenge and struggle is just reaching out and getting the word out of what the workout is to new people. We have a lot of word of mouth and that's basically, I don't do tons of marketing for that matter, but I think um, trying to make sure you're stay on top of what's new and what's next, because I... I actually, I feel very lucky with our trainers and we just did another training. I don't have a lot of turnover necessarily with my staff. Um, I wouldn't say that is a a huge struggle, but I think there's always, I think staff in general is always one of those like turning points of like, 
you know, people asking for time off or like there's always, you know, there's always something that kind of comes up, but I wouldn't say, I don't know, actually, (laughs) honest to gosh, it's like everything we've, things have kind of been like running themselves. I don't know. I feel like, I think the biggest challenge for me is just the continuing of learning and, you know, like what to do next or where to go or, you know, so like staying inspired and creative inspired in a creative way that is going to be the best, you know, revenue generator for you or whatever you're trying to reach, you know, client building or I don't know, like, and we can get into this, but like the different, um, social media avenues and like TikTok, I don't have a TikTok account. I don't ever want one, but <laughs> like does the studio need one, you know, going down that avenue. But then you read things that like TikTok's leaving, <laughs> you know, I don't know. So, you know, there's different people only want to see videos now, you know, they're done right. with photos. Like, yeah. so I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's always like, you're just learning. So, yeah. Yeah. I think marketing is a challenge because you can't like see exactly how much it's, how well it's working, working. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that is one of our challenges is we're hidden. You know, like we're up these stairs. We have no signage. And after nine years, I'll still have someone be like, oh, my God, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, you know, yeah, really? I know. (laughs) Center of my life. So I'm always surprised when it's not the center of everyone's life. Um, No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I just I feel like we know so many people. Yeah. But of course, there's always like different ways to get the word out and like what is the best way and to just be in the community as much as possible um, I think works, but then, yeah, I feel yeah. like kind of got to do the social media as well, just to hit the different age groups. Totally. Yeah. Sure. I play, and I there play is- a lot of tennis though right now. And it's like, I will talk to some of these women or they'll ask me what I do and, you know, and they're like, oh, where is that again? Or like, yeah. and it's like, oh, you, and I, I, I don't expect everybody to know, but it's like, if no, you've been in, around the villa, you know, like. I'm sure you've seen something, right? Like I'm sure you, I don't know. So anyway. (laughs) And women who play tennis, you know, they just want to play tennis. Tennis. Yes. (laughs) They don't really want to do anything else. (laughs) But it's so true. It's so true. Very true. I think think that's our biggest challenge from my perspective is just, you know, I, I want everybody to know we're here. And how do you pull that off? Yeah. Right. I think for me, like the biggest challenge has been getting used to how things are now versus how they were. Like in 2019, I feel like we didn't have to do that much yeah. to do well. Yeah. And now it's like all the stuff we were doing doesn't work anymore. Like right. people have changed, I feel like. Like I don't think they care as much about the social aspect of going to a studio. They don't care as much about like going to a place where there's other people there and like they got so used to being at home. They don't want to leave their house. Mm-hmm. They don't want to um, spend any money on fitness. Like everyone's just kind of used to doing this like free online stuff. I don't know. It's, it's been so challenging for me to like figure out like what else can we do to try to get people in the door. Um, so just that part of it has been really challenging for me and like, 
you know, staying motivated through all that, like, I don't know. It's just been yeah, not giving up. Are exactly. you still experiencing that? Like a lull from oh my God. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like all these people we thought we were going to, that we were going to get back. Yeah. Never came back. And have and we'll, you reached we'll out to them? them? We'll run into them. We've emailed them. Yeah. And they also like never have a good answer as to why they don't come anymore. They're just yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I just haven't been back, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay. You but when they do come back, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe it took me this, this long. long. Like no one's ever bummed totally that they went to a yoga class or a Pilates class or a spin class. You know what I mean? It's in, yeah. Like I saw someone that used to come all the time the other day and she's exactly like Carolina said, like, I don't know why I haven't been back. Like yeah. I just like to be in my house. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Oh my so yeah, that's definitely been challenging also. Like, do you guys feel like your businesses have changed over the last couple of years? Or I guess you have a limited amount of... Yeah. I know. I'm different in the sense that as far as yoga, I don't know how many people you can fit in a room, probably 40 or... We have pretty much no limit. Like we have oh my like gosh. 80 people in here before. Mm-hmm. Can you hear my dog at the door? Can you not hear nope. that? Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but it's no. like, <laughs> just staring at me. I put her out there so she like wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So we have a limit. We have 14 machines. So it's sort of capped at that. And, you know, to be honest, like we're actually busier than we have been in like three or four years. Like, I know it, it, it's awesome. It's a great thing to have. So I'm actually, we just did a certification. And so we're actually looking to add more classes and I want to expand too. I just have to find the right location. That's so, amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But you, we definitely, um, it took a long time and we still don't have all of the clients back. I would say a lot of the, the people that we have now are, they're new, you know, and you know, people we had for years, like are still not, some of them have come back, you know, they're just a select few, you know, and some, right. some aren't. And so, I mean, that's kind of been a cool mm -hmm. part is the vibe has changed a little bit here. Whereas I feel like people are more appreciative and more patient mm -hmm. and I don't know. And yeah, like some people have not come back, but we have new people that have, I don't know, added a lot. Yeah. So that's been like kind of a positive. Yeah. I think that I, yeah, I'd like to piggyback off that because it, it's huge. We do have, I talked to a client the other day and I'll never forget. She, her mom was paying for her classes and, and I saw her yesterday and she's like, it's been almost a year since I started coming. Like, so right. Wow. You know? And it was like, oh my gosh. And she's like, I've seen it for years. One of those like local La Jolla. In her forties, wow. like, you know, and, uh, she's like, I've seen it for years. I just needed to do it. And, and she was a new face, like totally. And had pandemic not happen. I don't know. So totally. she was like, I gained 30 pounds over pandemic. I like, just <laughs> so right. That's true too. Yeah. So. People need to come back for all those reasons. I know. <laughs> Mental. How do you guys feel about class pass overall? Like when it comes to your business, 
Lita, you can start. But you know, for us, the the only the biggest pitfall is I think there is a little bit of a facade with ClassPass really wanting to help the small businesses. I think they've gotten so big now. I think I think in the beginning their intent really was to sort of build this platform that would obviously be a great business for business model for themselves, but also really help the small businesses who needed to sort of fill those extra seats. I think they've grown so big now, like they started with fitness. Um, they've now tapped into pretty much every business you could think of. Like I see laser treatments on class pass now. Oh, I'm like, really? wow. Yeah, wow. totally. Our, you know, they're on, if you go on class pass now, you can pretty much use your credits for, I mean, you name it. You know that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no longer just fitness. And so I think they've grown so big that now, you know, you've really lost a lot of the control of what you're able to do within your studio. They don't allow you to choose what you want to charge. Right. Or and they're so shady about it too. They, they don't ever tell give you. an answer. Like they don't give what? you an answer. They won't tell you. It's a constant battle back and forth with trying to get them to raise your credits or what it, you know, whatever that might look like, you know, for us, we were in this constant debate, you know, like every other spin studio is at least seven or eight credits and every other studio in our, in the village is above seven or eight credits and you won't raise us from five. Like we don't want to be five credits. Yeah. want to use your platform, but it's my studio. I should be able to choose what it costs to come. Like it shouldn't be your choice. It would be like, Grubhub telling a restaurant they're only allowed to charge 50 cents for eggs, like a scrambled egg. That's just not how it works. Restaurant picks what they want to charge and the app charges a fee from that. So I think the fact that we have no control over what we want to do within our own studio on ClassPass to me is the most frustrating part. I think if we had that ability, I'd be more excited to use it because at that point we can sort of set it to what we want and really use it to fill those extra seats. But when you are taking that away, I think it just sort of, it's discouraging to want to use that platform. Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely you're right. They do not have our best interests in mind. That's for sure. And I think for us, like we had people that used to be members come back after we, after COVID and start using class pass. And we, you know, we need, we do like, I, if you're on class pass and you're using it, you're probably not thinking about like how it's affecting the studio. They're just like, Oh, this is so fun. I have all these different options, but I just think the best practices as a class pass user, it's a great way to find new places and I'm thankful for that because a lot of people have found us that maybe wouldn't have. But right. if you're going to go somewhere consistently, buy a membership or buy a package of classes through the business or else the business is going to disappear. Like if you want a place to be there, you've got to support it directly. But I think it's a cool way to find new places. And I'm glad that we've really changed how we used it. We just had to use... We used to just have a like, whatever, you could come to any class. We had all these spots open and now we only have a few spots open a week and that's made a big difference. Okay. Are you still using it? Way. Do you still yeah. use yeah, it? Just very minimally. Yeah. Cause that's what it's I'm saying. Like, I just remember hearing a report and it was, 
like 20% of people who use ClassPass will end up purchasing a class package of some sort to a studio. So I think if you can limit the number of people who use it, you know, in, in the space in classes, I think it can be beneficial in the long run, just making overall just being seen more, even being seen on the class pass app is another tool for marketing. So, right. And don't you guys, I know yoga is different, but Lita for spin, like being able to control the price. I know you can't control the credits they're called, but can't you get paid a certain per class or like per person? Nope. They don't, I've I've gone back and forth so much with them. Um, No, they They choose that. They choose it. They say that there's, um, I have emails from them. It's basically says that it's detrimental to their business. If, you know, I want to charge X amount per head for writing. Or I want, you know, like we charge $24 for a drop-in fee. And, you know, I'm like, okay, so you should be giving us a, at bare minimum, like 50%, like $12 per writer, but we're getting like $9 per writer, which yeah. is, I mean. Yeah, that sounds about like how it's always been. Yeah. yeah. And then they also run, because um, I've asked before too, you know, sometimes some of my classes will all of a sudden be really class pass heavy. I'm like, what? And they're, they run these campaigns without telling you where they'll like make a class for free or something because they're- oh. They're trying to, you know, test things on their end to see what works and doesn't. But they they just do a lot of things. I think that without informing you, with the, again going back to not having the control you want over your own studio, yeah. and them doing things without <clears throat> asking any permission, changing things around is just super. That's the only thing that's incredibly frustrating to me. But you know. It's one of those double-edged swords with class pass. You sort of, you're kind of stuck. Like you got to use them because there's so many people who now are on there on that platform. And it is a great tool to jump around studios, try new places, um, find new places, all of it. And so you kind of feels like you have to stay on there, but just sort of wish they cared more about their clients than themselves as a corporate. It's also making people like not value like the real worth of a class. You know, they're like, I'm not paying whatever the $24 drop in or $30 drop in when I can just go to class pass and pay whatever they pay. Like it's just, it's diluted the value of what we do. Yeah. And the other hard part is, you know, we don't have control over the class pass platform to some level. So if you are a class pass writer and you come in, you're like, oh, well, I was late or this or that, or you didn't check me in or you check whatever it might be, you know, we can't go back into class pass and change that. Or if they want to switch to a different class, like we don't have the ability to, yeah, I hated that. Book that them used to out and book nuts. them in. It's like, Hey, we'll check you in and we won't, you know, put you into that class. Just walk in. It's just, 
20 more added steps for us. You and know? that's bad for the teacher because then the yeah. real teacher is not getting paid because they want to switch to another Correct. class. So it's then, like, yeah, exactly. So the person whose class they were checked into gets paid for that writer and the one, you know, yeah. it's just so many more added steps. And then they get frustrated with us that we can't help them, but they don't understand that ClassPass is its own platform. They're not our, technically like our clientele through our platform. So our hands are tied. We can only do so much with ClassPass writers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they're not like a part of the community as much. I mean, I want everyone to feel welcome at our place for sure. But it is that vibe like, like, can't you just switch me to another class? Like they kind of really don't understand where we're coming from. And I am glad we use it a lot less. Yeah. It's been great. Good. And Jess, you helped us with that for sure. You you have a good just turning off that smart whatever it's called. Yeah, the smart spot. Yeah, you gotta turn that off. Gotta turn yeah. that off. Yeah, yeah for really sure. Good. That helps. <laughs> yeah. I still use class pass, but and I have a set price. So that's why I'm wondering why you don't or you You've been on it for a long time though, I would imagine. Yeah, because we were on it when we were in East Village when it first came out earlier on. Yeah. And then we came off of it during pandemic and all that and changed locations and all these things. And so, you know, even then they were telling us, like, you can set your price, which is what they had told us back then. And then what we were actually getting, like, we said, okay, well, we want it to be X amount. Yeah. But what we were actually getting was not that. So if you really do look at your total sales and next to it, it'll say, you know, number of users for the month. And you just divide that up to see what your average cost mm-hmm. per writer is. It's yeah. usually pretty low, but you yeah. know, it gets, it's, it's a way of marketing and to justice point and your, all your points is getting new faces through the door. So we're grateful for that. And we have a lot of people who regularly come to us through that app. And so you know, for us, there is a sense of community still forming through there. Um, at some point, you know, we're still in our first year. And the goal is at some point to lower the usage and hope that some of those class pass members become edge members for sure for us too. And couldn't yeah. you reach out to the specific class pass writers and offer them, you know, do... Yeah, um, we do that. We do that. that very successfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They let you, they make it really easy to like, download the the people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I think just as customers, if you love a place, buy directly from them. Yeah. And I guess that goes into our next question. It's kind of three parts. Like, you know, what do you guys think would be the best way for students to support you, teachers to support you, and then just the general La Jolla community? Like, what do you guys think works? What do you wish you, you would see more of? That sort of thing. I think it's really great when you have instructors and clients on social platforms and they tag and then we repost and people, you know, it's just a little bit more visibility. We have a handful of clients who do that. And I get not everybody wants to take pictures when they work out and, you know, all of that as well. But I think we, I think that's helpful at least, and especially instructors as well. Hey, I'm going to be teaching Tuesday, you know, like, but I also could be better about leading. Right. Me too. (laughs) So 
I don't know. Yeah, I would piggyback off that. I think um, it's really interesting. Like you know, East Village and East Lake, when you know we're in East Lake now, but even when we had East Village, I mean, people would repost. We had this one wall with a graphic on it, and people would take a picture in front of that thing all the time. And we do have sort of photo up walls in both our new locations, and and. I do notice it's been way harder to get people to take pictures in La Jolla. People kind of just, it's different. Like Eastlake, people come, then they want to hang out and they chat with the other people that are in the class and the instructors where in La Jolla, people La Jolla. come in, like in and out. Class, down yeah. and they're out. I mean, it's so quick. Like there's, it, it's been harder to form that sense of community in La Jolla yeah, gosh, I think we've tried, I mean, we have tapped into all the creative ideas that we have had, including partnerships, putting out coolers after class, bringing in vendors after class, like so many different things. And people just seem to be, I don't know, busier, maybe like it's just sort of take the class and off to the next thing. Yeah, it's so finding that sweet out. spot of what clients actually really want or it, like, what is it that they want from Edge that is going to make them, you know, want to come back or, you know, want them like feeling a part of that community? I don't know. It's finding that. I mean, we've tried it all too. Like even the big events that we have with like platters and like you know, all that stuff, people just like walk right by it and then go, you know, like yeah. no one really wants to hang out, which is bizarre to me. I would piggyback off that. I have done numerous events at night or like clients only or something. And I'll have 15 or 20 people show up or, you know, when I expected maybe like 75 or a hundred, you know, it's like people like, yeah, we're going to come or big anniversary or something. So I started moving the last like five or six years. I just started moving things during the day when classes are there. And it's like, if you want to join or can join, then great. But I have stopped going like out of my way to do things when the studio was closed on a Friday night and ask people to come. Like it just no. doesn't, people just don't. It doesn't it's hard to get people in our community out at night, but like the morning stuff, like I really love it when we do have like the food and like, we'll have like yeah. a shopping event and we have a DJ, like people, do have so much fun. Like they don't stick around for that long after, but like the last one we had, what was the last thing we did? We did another DJ thing. I think it was for Valentine's day, maybe. Yes. I mean, that was fun. Like everybody had so much fun. It was just like, this is why I do this. It was yeah. just like, I mean, I, I like teaching. I do it cause I love teaching, but I mean, it was a really, it was like a success just in the way of like, all these mostly women, I hate to say women, but it is a l mostly women. I don't want to like make the men feel like they can't come. They're invited. But it just, I like to see that nobody's, you know, it's not like about drinking or being at like, I don't know, out at night, but it's like working out all together and having a good time. Yeah. I would like more and more and more of that. Yeah. And just, I think as far as like community support, like what do you want your neighborhood to look like? Like, do you want a bunch of chains or do you want your next door neighbors, you know, Pilates studio? Like I think a community is richer when 
it's like everybody lives in the community that owns the business. So you have to shop there. You have to go there. Like you have to support your neighbor's business. Like, I can't believe people go to Starbucks, not to call out Starbucks, but like when we have so many cute coffee shops, like how could you do that? Yeah. I don't know. Just little things like that. I think I think it's an important reminder. They don't yeah. think about it and they just kind of go about their lives and stuff. But I think especially now and the way the economy is and all that stuff, like we really have to be more conscious about where we're spending our dollars. Yep. You know, and if you want cute boutique studios to survive, you have to support them. And I think it boils down to not just the studio owners, but the students who love the places, yeah. the yeah. teachers who teach there. Like, you know, I, 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 it's kind of hit or miss when you post stuff, but again, it's all about visibility. So if like every single one of our teachers posted, Hey, this week I'm going to be at booty this date or whatever, that would be huge, huge help just to kind of get, you know, your name out there and other people's feeds. Mm -hmm. um, I know some people are better at it than others and they don't have to like post their face or their bodies. It could just be like a picture of the studio or yeah. a story or something, but yeah. It just kind of blows my mind because when I was a, just a teacher and not a studio owner, I would promote all the freaking time. Yeah. Like I was posting about every class I was teaching like right. three times a week and like no one does it, you yeah. know, and it's just kind of it's like sad and disappointing to me. And I wish that more teachers and students, the people who love us would get our name out there or leave reviews. Like that's another right. way you can help. Yeah, reviews would be good. Actually. Yeah. Reviews are big. Help. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Amanda just found like a next door thing where, you know, it's that community where everybody in La Jolla kind of like posts stuff and yeah. gets into fights and stuff. And the workout. That would be nice. Yeah, I agree. Then, I agree reviews. I'm yeah, I just started this like four week marketing course and it got me really thinking about, you know, like I had to go through my Google profile and, you know, and all of the different places that I am online and just make sure everything was uniform. And, but it really makes you think I hadn't visited my Google platform, you know, for a long time. I just needed to refresh it. It was great, but I don't have that many reviews on Google. Whereas right. some of the other that. people in this, course, we're like, oh, I have 150. Some had 2000. I had 10. Like, wow. after that, you know, and some of them were from like 2011. Like, right. you know, so I feel like I could probably try to push or I, I don't know. Like, I hate, I, I'm not a sale. I don't know. I hate people to be like, leave us a review, please. Like, I, I, right. I don't <laughs> mind it. Like no. with a link. I, I can do that. And that's what I need to do. And I, yeah. it's almost like you need to have it on a QR code or, you know, or something to just give it to yeah, make it easy for them. And if they have the time and want to do it, then great. Because a lot yeah. of people do like to share. I think yeah. I, the way people have gotten me to do reviews for them is like sent, they, they sent me a text with a link. Right. And then I just click it right from my phone yeah. and I'll do it real quick. But if I get an email, that shit's getting buried. Yeah. We're never going that's back true. to it. Like, it's just, you know, that's the only way that it's worked for me when people have personally asked me through a text message, be like, hey, when you have a quick second, fill this out. Yeah. And I'll do it. 
or coming up with like a marketing strategy within your studio of leave a Yelp review, you know, with a QR code on your desk and enter to win like three free classes, like yeah. raffle, you yeah. know, something that is and gives them some incentive okay. of wanting to do it because they're doing good to you. And, you know, there might, they could enter to win something or, you yeah. know, some sort exactly. of challenge. True. Okay. And then the last question we had for you guys, if you had any special events or promotions that you want to talk about, get the word out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see your new marketing skills. Yeah, Jessica. yes. You oh, got going on. <laughs> Just the first. <laughs> well, what I was actually telling you, it's not so much a special, but it's good for, I guess, people watching. We are switching platforms from MindBody over to a new software called Walla. And Walla's interface and communication with clients is going to be a breeze and so much better. You can customize everything, text messages and emails that go out super quick. Yeah. So you can easily add a link to have them sign a waiver if they need to, or to leave a review. You know, there's all these great features. So that's cool. looking forward to doing that. We always still have our just first time clients. First class is $15. First month is $149. And then with this new platform, I really like that they can do, it's very easy to interface promotion. So if you wanted to do a three month unlimited, you know, you can make that first month or last month a discount. You can bring some friends, you know, whatever. So I think that's something to look forward to, but I haven't, haven't done anything with that yet, but yeah. So that's, that's just new for us right now. And we're launching that May 18th is the migration. So next month. And one more time, what's your studio? Pilates plus La Jolla. Yes. Yes. (laughs) What about you, Lita? We actually do, we just started doing this every third Friday of the month, we do a flash sale. So instead of doing like coming up with ideas for the whole month or whatnot, we just do a flash sale, something for, to get our community to sort of keep eyes on. It's our second month doing it. And it seems like every, every month it picks up a little more with how quickly the you know, sales go because we do do a limited quantity. So we'll do, let's say like three rides for $55, but there's only 20 of them. So you got to, you got to sort of keep your eyes on it. It's the same time every third Friday of the month and snatch a deal. Um, so we just started that. We also do um, DJ rides every Wednesday and Sunday in La Jolla and every Thursday in Eastlake. DJ Kino, he's our guy. Love that guy. <laughs> we yeah. borrow he your guy. Him. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, he's amazing. So we have that. Um, he's just, those are just regular dates for him. And then we do other events and stuff throughout the months, like always just dual rides and you know, any holiday, anything like we're always trying to think outside the box to come up with fun ways to intermix other ideas into our spin room. So, yeah. Um, For us, for Booty Yoga, we have a big Mother's Day event. It's the Friday before Mother's Day. 
and we're going to have DJ Kino. So he's <laughs> going to be DJing the 845 Flow Lift with nice. Aaron and the 945 Vinyasa with me. And then Corey from the Juiciest Fruit is going to have one of her amazing platters. Nice. We're having 20% off the boutique. And is that it? Did I miss and something? Annie, we're having a trunk show, Fine Jewelry. So if you nice. want some gold, girls. Golds and diamonds. Yeah. And Carolina's teaching an inversions workshop this Saturday. If I get this podcast up in time, Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday at one. Well, thank you, girls, so much. Again, it's Lita from Edge Cycle and Jessica from Pilates Plus, and you know us, Amanda and Carolina from Booty Yoga. Um, it's been really nice talking to you guys. It's also nice being able to. Just talk honestly with each other about our businesses. I feel like it's really, really great just to have other women to talk to that are in the same business. So for sure. Agree. Thanks for always being available. Yes, thanks, thanks for having us. For inviting us. Yeah. And of course, thank you to all of our students in our community. We love you. And hopefully you learned something about how we can all support each other and keep the village cute and interesting. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Right. All right. See you guys next time. Bye, guys. Thank you, ladies. Bye. Well, that was really fun talking to them. It was kind of nice to hear that they have similar struggles as we do. And I think we collectively came up with ideas on how we can support each other better and, you know, make sure that we're all doing well and still having fun. Definitely. And if you're listening and you don't live in San Diego and you still want to do class with us, you can do it online. You can do yoga with us at yourbooty.com and do our workout flow lift on flowliftfitness.com. And when you sign up, you get access to both sites and you can also choose the live stream option and do class right along with us at Booty Yoga. Thank Thanks you so for much. Listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.